Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast for our Cornerstone family and friends. The goal of On Our Way Home is to encourage you to keep taking steps with Jesus, with Cornerstone, and with a few close friends so that we can keep on Jesus' path, a path of truth which leads to life with the Father. I'm Ryan, your host today, and I'm joined by Joel, our senior pastor. Hello, everybody. Great to have you back again on our podcast, On Our Way Home. Uh, The church, people are drifting away from it. Yeah. So, sorry to start with this bad news. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Right. Uh, Less people statistically and in the country right now, we're not just necessarily talking specifically about our local church. Right. The church. The church. More people identify themselves today as unchurched, de-churched, or non-churched. Mm-hmm. And... um, It's concerning. It is a concern. Yeah. Um, I think that there's some reasons for that. Um, There's... I was saying uh, in my notes here, you can almost hear a record scratch. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, people are leaving the church. It's like, wait, but the church is God's plan to reach the world. Yeah, if that's true, what, what's happening? Why is that happening? Right. So, I think that there are some reasons. Uh, I mean, I can think of some things that I've... The church is, first of all, not a perfect place. Yeah. So, if you have expectations that the church is going to be a perfect place, mm-hmm. I'm going to go here and it's going to be great. I'm going to have no problems. Yeah. All my problems will disappear. Yes. If I just go to church. You're going to be disappointed. Right. Be- but the church... Because... Yeah. Because it's full of people. <laughs> yes. And people are uh, flawed. Right. Tragically so, sometimes. Yep. And, and but Jesus is the one, I think we talked about this on the last episode, that he is our rescuer. Right. So, he can take what's broken. Yep. It's not like he didn't know that we weren't perfect people. He, he knows and still has a perfect plan for us. Right. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, but people are, I mean, they're, let's be honest, um, sometimes people in the church are real, they do things that hurt us. Yeah. They sin against us. Right. And so, there are things that people have done or could do. There's no safe place. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I just want a safe place. Well, there's not... You can't find one of those. Yeah. And not even in the church. But it's... A, you know, so I think that sometimes people, for the sake of safety, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm going to pull back. Yeah, I'm not doing that because that, that could hurt me. Right. Yeah. I can... But then you have to... Um, <laughs> I was thinking of uh, the movie uh, uh, Nemo, Finding Nemo, just mm-hmm. <laughs> just popped into my head there, because I think that uh, the dad, Marlon... Stay in the anemone. Yes, don't go out. You know, it's like, well, you know, I don't want him, I didn't want him to get hurt, and mm-hmm. so I just protected him from everything. Well, then it's like, well, then he wasn't able to do anything. Yeah. Because he, you know, you, it's the reef out there, you know? Right. Taking him to the drop-off, you know? It's like, that's danger out there. Right. But yeah. everywhere is dangerous. Yeah, and the picture that, that we see from Scripture, what God is saying is, the best place to go is the church. And that's why the chapter's not a chance. The response or the feeling by many would be maybe because they've been hurt or, or other things they're seeing in the church, they'd be like, yeah, right. The church? What are you talking about? You're crazy. Yes, right. And But the picture that we have of the church of Jesus Christ is not the person, you know, it's not a person with brass knuckles. <laughs> right. It's actually a bride. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think of when you think of a bride? 
of course, I think of my own bride, but uh, a, a yes. beautiful lady yeah. in a white wedding dress, kind of yeah. arms open. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, she's obviously beautiful mm-hmm. to, especially, I mean, I was thinking through the day I was married and, you know, prepping for this little podcast thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Carrie and I, actually, we had a little moment where the pianist played the the bridal march that we she was coming down to, mm-hmm. and she came into the church just for me. Yeah. And the piano player was there. So, she was sort of incidental to the whole deal. Right. But Carrie came in first because that was the first time I had seen her in the, in the dress. Right. And it was like, there was someone took a photo of that moment af- just after that happened. I have the best, most natural smile yeah. that I think I have ever had in my life. Yep. In response, because it's a wow moment. It's a wow, and like when you see a bride walking down, it, you've been invited to this wedding, and mm-hmm. you, you know the people, and you've seen the bride a lot. You, you say wow too. Yeah, you've seen her a lot in regular circumstances, but then like when you see her coming down the aisle, yep, it's like whoa. Wow. Look yeah. at the bride. She's glowing. Man, she's got this smile. She's ready to commit her life, and the husband and wife are going to be a part of this beautiful, new, loving relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's the best. It's a great day. Right. It's And that's what the church should be. Yes. So, get rid of the brass knuckles. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the brass knuckles. No. It's not someone there to beat you up. Mm-mm. It's a beautiful bride. Mm. That's the scriptural picture of the church. Right. So, I mean, what's so power the the power of the of that picture is just it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we need to have that uh, relationship. Right. There's a key relationship. Right. And that's where I think a lot of times we get it wrong or um, we, we look at the church and we think we're thinking a different picture. We're not thinking beautiful bride. We're thinking, um, I'm, you know, the old one room school room. And the big thing you see at the front is this list of rules. And if you don't keep them, you're going to get the yardstick. Yikes. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Not a, not a good picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's that little stool in the corner with the kid with the pointed hat, you right. know, so the, the guy who couldn't keep the rules or <laughs> wanted to push the rules, yeah, and I think that's another reason why people maybe do not want to, they see the church not the way that God really paints the picture. He doesn't say, yes, the rule, the, the church is, it's the rule place. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, do, actually, mainly don't, right? Right. Don't do, do don't do. Right. So, I grew up in a church that did have a lot of rules, mm-hmm. and some churches are like this. They, you know, unfortunately... I don't think that they do it for necessarily a bad motive, but you know, if it you're becomes all, all about the rules, right? So if it's about what I'm donting, yeah, <laughs> and not what I'm doing, yeah. No, we get to love people. Mm. That's a do, right? I get to serve people. That is also a do, but you know the all the and you can think of all the lists of don'ts that you've ever been told. Yep, and it's like that could be a very very long list. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to sign up for this? <laughs> Right. And but it's not about that. Mm-mm. It's a relationship yep. with Jesus with others who are following Jesus. Mm-hmm. So how how can we um 
you know, how can we get away from this thinking that the church is just a bunch of rules? I mean, obviously, is we don't want our church to be about the rules. Yeah. So, how can we emphasize the relationship part? Yeah, it is. It's a seeing a different picture. Um, a lot of times, I, I've seen it said and said it myself that we need to change how we look at church. Um, this group, this. Uh, from we often again see it like an institution, like a school. Yet it's more like a hospital. Like we're bunt, we're a wreck. <laughs> right. I'm a I'm a wreck. I'm beat up. Um, I need some rescuing. I need redeeming. I need sanctification. Right. Um, I need to reengage with God, with with the family, with my brothers and sisters. Um, that's a totally different picture when we see it. No, it's not actually about perfect people coming to a place. It's about broken people being together um, uh, in the name of Jesus and in his grace. Uh, that is the only thing that can heal our brokenness. Right. I think that what people are facing right now, too, is really an, a loneliness yeah. and an isolation. There's, I mean... Social distancing is great for you not getting bugs right. from pe- other people. Social distancing, I mean, if you, how, how far social distanced are you going to be? Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, when's the last time you had a real conversation with someone? Right. When's the last time that you actually were with someone that wasn't in your immediate little, you know, and it's hard. Yep. You're, and, the, and the body, we do need one another. Yep. We really do, and it's we have to make sure that uh, you know our relationships. You know, some of us are more introverted than others, right? But at the end of the day, we still do need. Everybody needs relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of those statements that came out of this chapter also was uh, the church as God intends, right? Not the way that not that way we think or. Try to do it. Right. But the way that God has laid out the church in the scriptures mm-hmm. is actually the hope of the world. The hope of the world. Man. That's a radical statement. That's a huge... I mean, how do you... Mm-hmm. I can't... So, I don't want to be proud and say, hi, I'm the hope of the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want to be like that, but the church really is the hope of the world. Yeah. Why are we the hope of the world? What can the church do that no one else can do? Yeah. Um the world is hopeless in, in so many ways right now, looking for hope, looking, um, again, back to, we're looking to be filled, we want to be satisfied, and yet none of the things seem to satisfy. Um, right. I just can't watch another series on Netflix or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And pick your thing, you know, it's like I can't, you know, I've, I've, I've watched through, I've binged through all the stuff I... Right? <laughs> I've got nothing left. Uh, there is an eternal well that never runs dry. Um, and it's full of love and joy and peace and grace and hope, satisfaction. Um, and that well that eternally never will run dry is Jesus. That's how he describes himself, like when interacting with people. Right. If you come to me, if you, like the woman at the well. Yeah. Speaking of wells, yeah. Uh, if you come to me, you know, if you would have known who I was, you could have asked me for living water. Mm-hmm. 
and you would never be thirsty again. Never thirsty again. Right. And yeah. even thinking that right now, I've, you know, I'm a little thirsty. Uh-huh. I've been talking for a little while this morning. <laughs> and Jesus quenches our thirst, mm-hmm. not with superficial things, right. but with himself. Yep. Knowing Jesus is really, it's what we were made for. Right. And we're going to be thirsty until we find him. Yep. And, and, but it's not just me and Jesus. No. Um, he said in the book that was a heresy. Right. That is not, not how Jesus intended it. If we're talking about the church as God intends, church is, is not just me and Jesus. Um, and I, I can have some introverted tendencies myself. Yeah. You know, I like, I enjoy every once in a while just getting out and sitting in a tree stand by myself right. in the woods for a while. It's very therapeutic. Right, yeah. It helps you to reset. Yep. Um, but the, the church, the picture of the church, is not just me alone in my tree stand. <laughs> I got to get down and get out there um, and, and be in relationship with others. Right. So, the fix of the wrong choice, if it's... But I can understand why people would choose to let it just be a Jesus and me kind of decision. Mm-hmm. If you've been hurt. If, if for whatever reason you just you know, um, it's easy just to kind of withdraw, yeah, and try and pull the plug. It's like life is too stressful. I'm just going to hunker down, build up my wall. You know, it's almost like Superman's uh, fortress of solitude. Right. Where was it? At the North Pole. <laughs> Who's going? Who can get there? Superman. No one else. Yep. And he just has those funky crystals with a you know. <laughs> Video recording of his dad. Sorry, I'm a DC comic geek here, so right. talking about that. But I think that we all have a uh, – we could choose to build the walls. Right. Yeah. And we're we're fooling ourselves when we really engage that way, when we um, try to just go with Jesus and me. Right. So, um, if you are just a Jesus and you kind of person right now, mm-hmm. there's a better picture. There's more. Right. There's more. Come and see mm-hmm. this. And the one of the things that he um, described in this chapter, too, I thought was really funny, was uh, or entertaining, helpful. His daughter went drove by with his wife, or he did drive by a bouncy house. Yeah. And so he sees these people having this really great time. Kids are bouncing in the bouncy house. They're having lots of fun. And the daughter says, hey, look, mom, there's a church having a baptism. <laughs> so there were people serving together. Yep. There were, or the people were together having a great time. And the girl, based on her experience of church, said, oh, that must be a church. Right. And They're having fun. Right. And Dude. it's not just one person in the bounce house. No. One po- person on a on a trampoline or a bouncy house is not nearly as fun because how do you like do the you know like the cannonball thing and you shoot the other person? Yes, yeah, so you the need top? A, you need at least two, yeah. and it's and a party is never. I mean, there's never just a party of one. Right. I mean, you have a birthday party. Yeah. I mean, you're inviting. You know, you're having some people over. Yep. You're having a wedding. It's it could be just you and your uh, significant other and the pastor, but it's probably or you know whoever conducting the service. But it's probably you have some friends there. Yeah. You have some people gathered. Yep. So it's not just a solo deal. Yeah. That that's an awesome perspective, um, but often a, a a competing perspective on the church is driving by and you see a funeral happening. 
happening or something. Oh, that must be a church. Ouch. Ugh, that's what the author says. And, you know, you kind of get that ouch, but maybe that could be a little bit true. Right. So we're, we need to be a people of joy. Mm-hmm. And our joy really does come from Christ, so it's not a it's not superficial. Yeah, it's not it's not because we're just super busy, right? You know, my joy doesn't come from man. I'm just working myself to death for Jesus. Yeah, it's it's not that. My joy really does come from my relationship with Jesus. It needs to, right? And others, yeah, because none of those things that we could be busy about, um, you know, make us any more Christ like. Right. It's that relationship we have with Him, the power of Him working in us. None of us are perfect. There's no perfect church. Um, but we want to be a church that's looking more like what God intended, um, that's looking more like Jesus, more like um, uh, a place of rescue, more like a hospital, um, and, and where you're seeing God's at work. And that's a kind of place, the call uh, that this book and what we've been talking about is for us to uh, reflect a little. Are we? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Are we looking like that? If we're not, uh, you know, he's kind of standing before the church saying, hey, church, um, you should, this should be a, a place that people want to, like, wow, this is amazing. I want to go to that place. Yes, right. So you're looking at God's original blueprint, and you're mm-hmm. sort of taking a look at your current house and saying, how well do we line up with the God's original blueprint? Yep. Oops, we have a wall there that doesn't need to be there. Let's take that down. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need to be having more of this. You know, so it's the relationships that we have. And we would be the first people to tell you that Cornerstone is not a perfect church. Right. Because I'm in it. Yeah. Right. And I don't mean to call you out there. I was, yes. Me too. (laughs) I was going to call out my friend Joel. But (laughs) yeah, so we're, it's not that we have it all together. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're on a journey and we want to be a church that would be a place. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if we could say, come to Cornerstone because God is doing some stuff here through our broken, messed up stuff. Yeah. But it's really beautiful to see what Jesus is doing. To transform people's lives, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's uh, we're not perfect. Uh, we're not. We're definitely uh, not there. Um, yeah, God's mission is a lot more than we can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's why we want to be a part of this. This is, and people's lives are getting changed all the time by Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's not that God is static. Yep. I mean, He is active in this world through His Holy Spirit. And here's here's a little hope in that picture is he's not looking for superheroes. You know, we live in this world of mm-hmm. Marvel, uh, Avengers, superhero kind of types um, that are bigger than life. And all, you look at what he really did in, in life, Miss, who did he call to this mission? Right. You know, um, people like me and you, right? that that uh, we don't have it all together. We're not uh, on, on top of the world. In fact, some of us are, you know... Pretty <laughs> yes, humble people. Yes, we need some help. Yep, and uh, that that gets us to a place where we need to be total dependence on God uh, for that, and then He can start doing big stuff. Right. Yes, um, and it's it's really awesome when God does. So, in spite of ourselves, when we're tracking, when we're following with Him, I was thinking of a time that we had. I had been a part of a missional kind of a event. We took a trip to Chicago. 
when I was in uh, school in my 20s, and we went to Inner City Impact to do a mission trip there, uh, renovated an old movie theater, and uh, turned it into a youth center. I think it's on Humboldt um, Street in uh, on the north suburbs of Chicago, um, northwest side. And we worked our tails off. I mean, 20, 30 students. I found some old photos recently of this. Nice. Yeah. Back when I had, you know... Hair? Hair and a lot more. <laughs> it's like, man, we, what a great group of friends. I mean, we served together all week long. We took our spring break and we just went to Chicago and served. Yeah. And at the end of that week, we were in a church just outside of the city and we were having like time of praise and worship together. And one of my friends leaned over to me and, and said, Ryan, I never want to leave. Hmm. It was one of those moments where the church, we had been able to be the church, yeah, and we were serving. It wasn't about us. We were definitely not perfect. We had plenty of moments for, <laughs> myself included, for correction from our leaders yeah. <laughs> in that mission trip. Hey, Ryan, you're having a little bit too much fun, and you need to get back to work. It's like, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like a mountain. It was a mountaintop experience, but it was a mountaintop different. Yeah. Serving. Being, you know, giving, uh, loving, loving God and loving one another. I mean, it's it's like uh, the basic two commands, but it's really, it's it's the mm. essence of what the church is all about. Yeah. And and when we're living that way, what an awesome picture. I don't ever want to leave here. Right. Mm-hmm. In fact, people are going to want to run to come be a part of that. Right. It was the best. I don't think that we had to advertise our spring break trips very, very much. Right. Because it was all word of mouth. It's like, man, you wouldn't believe what happened on our trip. Yep. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't magic. It was, it was just the church being the church. Right. They're, you're being on mission. Uh, yeah, it was a mission trip, but you're being truly on the mission of God. And it takes just one of those 20 to tell 20 people. And then what if all 20 tell 20 people about how amazing that was? Let's, let's go. Yes. And that's the come and see. Yeah. So, we want to be, be that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to invite you to that. So, whether you're a part of Cornerstone or you're not a part of Cornerstone, or maybe you're listening to this podcast in a totally different part of the country, we want to encourage you to be a part of a, a local body of believers yep. that, is, that is on mission Loving God, making disciples, loving one another. I mean, that's really where the life is found. Right. Not just you and Jesus. No. It's you and Jesus and his beautiful bride. There's much more. Don't you want to be a part of that? Yes. That yeah. is a great that is a great invite. Hey, we are really thankful that you've been a part of our on our way home this week. And uh just want to ask you to continue to keep on taking those steps. No one's ever gonna arrive. Right. But we're on the journey. On with, the journey together. Yep, and uh, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So we'll hope to catch you next time on On Our Way Home. 